Okay. Rabbi say we can continue here in the fourth parak of Chavis Avavis, and our beginning, the Chelek Ashishi, the sixth section, the sixth aspect of Bitochen, sixth area of Bitochen, which Chavis was setting out to discuss seven of them, we're now at the sixth of seven, to discuss the proper attitude of Bitochen. And here is going to be a long, a longer piece, the longest of all seven that he discussed. And we're now we're taking a flight from dealing with things that pertain to this world, Oilamazeh, and Chavasabovis is going to talk about things and the appropriate be talking for Ilamaba, for our trip to Ilamaba. Very important. And by way of introduction, just to mention something that the Mashkiach Zogazunzain gave as his introduction to this piece. We mentioned very early on in our limud here in the learning of this Sefer that when it comes to Bitochen, it comes to trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Bitochen means having confidence in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's protection, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's dealing with us in orchestrating everything that there is in this world. The security that we have on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the the betochen that a person is allowed to have, the Chazanish described it in in a more elaborate terms, really is already clear in the Rebbeinu Yoyna and in Chavas Avavas. And that is, that the betochen is that whatever happens to a person is coming from Hashem. Whatever is going to happen to a person will come from Hashem. And whatever is coming to a person and will come to a person is the best for that person. Those are two important rules to know. Number one, everything that transpires is Hashem's doing. Number two, everything that Hashem does is for the best of each and every person. And number three, we have to realize that HaKadosh Baruch is unstoppable. No one could stop Hashem from doing exactly what He wants to do and what He knows is best. Once you have those three rules, then a person indeed can have calmness, could be serene, because he knows HaKadosh Baruch Hu does everything. Hashem only does what's best for each person. And lest we think, yeah, but I think uh, there is something better for me, but just for some reason it can't happen, negate that thought, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is unstoppable. What Hashem wants to happen will happen. That's the rule of Bitochen. In other words, we cannot say that Bitochen means that what I want to happen, what I'm hoping that should happen, will happen. That's not Bitochen. Bitochen doesn't mean, well, I have Bitochen in Hashem, I have faith in Hashem that this is going to happen. For me. I have faith that I will get this job. I have faith that I will get to this place in a certain amount of time. I have faith that this will happen to my, to my child. That's not Bitochen. Bitochen is that everything that will happen to a person, and everything that does happen to a person, is all minashamay. Says the Chazanish, that's because there was never a Novi, a prophet, who came to the person and said, Mr. So-and-so, Hashem told me that this is going to happen to you. So short of a prophet coming to a person and telling him this is going to happen, 
a person can never say, I believe this is going to happen. I have confidence that this is going to happen to me. Unless a Navi told him, unless he had words straight from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that this will happen, then one can't assume that's going to happen. This is a very important introduction to the next section we're about to do. Because that rule that the Chazanish is laying down for us is all good and well for things that pertain to this world. To have confidence whether I will get the job, to have confidence whether this will happen or whether I would want to believe this will happen. Unless it was told to me by a Navi, I can't for sure have confidence it will happen. I can have confidence that whatever will happen will be the best. However, when it comes to things that pertain to the next world, when it comes to Olam Haba, now we already we do have a Navi. We do have clear word from Hashem of what will be. And that you could take to the bank. That you could have absolute confidence, 100% security, that that will happen. Where is this Navi? <laughs> Let me in on the secret. What is it? Where does it say everything about El Mabba? Very clear. The Torah itself, just a few weeks ago in the parsha we read, Kodesh says, I give you all these mitzvahs, and it's letoiv loch. You know why I'm giving you all these mitzvahs? Letoiv loch for your good. Your good, that you can have all that good on Elam Abba. Well, there's another Pasuk, it's a Pasuk in Tehillim. Dovar HaMelech says, How great is the reward that is stored away, hidden away, for all those who fear you. So, we have clear promises from the Torah itself, the Moshe Rabbeinu recorded, from Dovid HaMelech, that tell us very clearly, mitzvahs that we do in this world, we will get schar for it. And we can have absolute confidence. We can be 100% secure that that will happen. No, maybe, I'm hoping it will, absolutely will happen. Reward in the next world will take place. That's what the Torah tells us. There's a Mishnah, famous Mishnah, in the end of Marcus. Lefikach, it says, Rotzak Baruch Hu says Yisrael. Baruch Hu wanted to give us even more merits, more schar. Lefikach, Hirbal and Torah mitzvahs. Therefore, Hashem increased the number of mitzvahs that we have the opportunity to do in this world. Because Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, every mitzvah you did in this world will earn you schar reward in the next world. And therefore, since I want you to get schar in the next world, I will increase the amount of mitzvahs that you have the opportunity to do. So that is 100% clear. That talking we can have as an absolute. Especially the, with the fact that the famous Mishnah in Sanhedrin says, Kol Yisrael yesh lehem chelek Every yid starts with a portion of the Mabba. How big that portion will be and how many trees will be planted in that portion to use that, the, that analogy, that marshal. That depends how much we put into, the, uh, into this world. But every yid has a chelik in Elam And the Mishnah says there are some people that do such a, uh, egregious sins, they lose their reward on Elam Okay? But for the most part, every yid has a portion of the Mabba. And where do we, what's the schar based on? Mitzvahs that we do. That's clear. And therefore, again, as we say, that you can take to the bank. That's absolute. 
With that introduction, we could proceed to start with Achelik Hashishi. Aval Pirish Achelik Hashishi says the Chavis Habavis to discuss this sixth area of a person's life and the betoch that he has to have with it. Even though he throws in schar in this world also, we'll see mainly he's talking about schar in the next world. So the schar that a person gets in this world and the next. That it, a person is fit to get it. By all of the good deeds, i.e. mitzvahs, that one does in this world. Who so what we have to know about this is that the reward could be on two fronts. There's gemul boilamazeh bilvad. There's a reward that will just come to a person in this world. Or gemul bilvad. And then there's reward that will come to a person in the next world. Sometimes one particular act that a person does could earn him reward both in this world and the next. But here HaKadosh Baruch Hu purposely left it discreet, left it unclear, and Hashem only gave it in vague terms. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not give it with all the details. But yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu guaranteed for his nation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave generalities. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said in general terms that there will be great reward for the mitzvahs that are done. Now why HaKadosh Baruch Hu left it as a secret, why he didn't uh, disclose exactly what the reward will be in Adam Abba, that Chavis of Ovis will go on to explain several reasons why HaKadosh Baruch Hu felt that it's necessary to indeed keep this hidden. HaKadosh Baruch Hu also did not delineate various mitzvahs that we have in this world, and what the reward is, like he did so by various Averis in this world, which he did tell us clearly and delineate what the punishment are. As we see, and we'll go through them, and they'll become familiar. Like he did, he delineated many different forms of punishment, Averis we do in this world. Like he explained those deeds, that those who do them, those who commit these sins, get, what do we have? Skila, Srefa, Hereg, Chenek. This is familiar from our davening on Yom Kippur, after the Vidui. We say all of these. We list all of the various punishments that a person can get. Stoning, and being burnt, and being killed by the sword, being strangulated, or Mises Bezdin, that the Bezdin kills a person when he has capital punishment, or Malkus Arboim, getting 40 lashes, or Misa, or being killed from Shemayim, Vikores, having a person life cut short, Vitash Lume Kefel, this again dealing with 
Bezdin, but these are monetary issues that they deal with the Bezdin here, having to pay double when one steals. Tashlumi Abba Hamisha, sometimes having to pay four or five times the amount when one stole and then sold the item that he stole, sorry, stole it and then he slaughtered the animal that he stole. Venezek Shar, Bar, Vishain, Vaish, the beginning of Bavakama, the damages that his own property does and therefore he has to pay the person he damaged. Venezek Mumba Adam, or he damages a person physically. Vishalach is Yadam Babushav, or he touches a person in an area which is private, there he has to pay as well. Vahamoitzi Shemra, finally, and someone who makes up a story about somebody else. Or the list goes on, says the Chavis of Avos. All the similar cases. And there it's clear. The Torah tells us exactly. You did this, you pay 50 shekolim. You did this, 100 meya kesef. You did this, you get malchus. This is misa. This is kares. So we have a whole list of things that if one does these sins, the Torah tells us clearly what the punishments are. Yeah, but any reward in the next world, or the anshay, or the punishment, the navi, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu, who wrote down the Torah, didn't disclose any of this b'sifra in his Torah. Ba'avur kam upon it. Now, even though it says that he didn't disclose any of them. We do find, actually, in this week's parsha, to mention something again in the Yonah the Yom, in this week's parsha, parsha, you say, say, we have a mitzvah of Shiluach HaKan, Shalea Tishalach Esayim, V'yes HaBonim Tikach Loch, Laman, Yitav Loch, Varach Tayomim. So we see, actually, the one who does the mitzvah of Shiluach HaKan, sending away the mother bird while it's sitting on its eggs or its chicks, one who sends away the mother birds and takes the eggs, takes the chicks for himself, Gets Ariches Yom gets longevity in this world, and the Gemara actually Chazal tell us the Gemara says that if even an easy mitzvah we see that you can get long life for it. So imagine a hard mitzvah. Imagine a hard mitzvah. How much scar you get? So we do see that there was a a mitzvah on the positive side. There is also a mitzvah on the negative side. We have a a, a negative commandment. We're not allowed to eat. Blood. Blood of an animal is forbidden to eat by Torah law. Okay? And over there it says, Rak chazak levilti adam. Ki adam And the Mishnah and the Makkah says that there too, even though blood, who would want to eat blood? Seems to be repulsive to want to eat blood from an animal. Yet the Torah says, if you do that, you will get tremendous reward. So imagine if a, 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 a sin that not a person is repulsed by this sin, but actually the sin is very desirable to do, and yet he holds back from it. We can only imagine what great reward is waiting for such a, for the person who does such a great, great mitzvah holding back from Avera. So it's true that the, the the Torah already gives us an example on the positive side, an example on the negative side of Averis, but that's it. They give us one example, and they say then you could start using your imagination further than that. But the question the Chavis Abovis is bothered with, why not tell us what it is? Just like if a person damages somebody, we know exactly what he, he has to pay. If a person steals, we know exactly what he has to pay. If he is a Mechal Shabbos, he gets stoned. 
right? If he curses his mother or father, he gets strangulated. So why not tell us all of the reward, all of the punishment, very clearly, in full detail, exactly what we know will be in store for us in the next world. Why Hashem did not do that, Mitzvah Hashem we will see in the coming week when we continue in the Sefer here, Mitzvah Hashem next week. A good Tanakh, a good Shabbos.